Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency. It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger. Don't you miss the bad old days? I don't know, somewhere back in um, um, 2006. We don't have enough vaccines. We don't have enough police officers. And we're going to debate the next three weeks, I'm told, gay marriage, a flag amendment, and God only knows what else. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law, the Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? Hey, we need to send the Attorney General to Joe Biden. Oh, the battle days. Trouble. The battle days were so good. Welcome to Cross Politic. I'm the Chocolate Knots. We got Pastor Toby over here. And of course, you already heard uh, Pastor Jared Longshore, who is sitting in for Gabe because Gabe is actually in Canada at the Church at War conference at Trinity Bible Chapel. And the conference starts today. If you're in Ontario, that's where you need to be at. Get in your car now. Yeah. Start driving. <laughs> Start if you're, if you're not, it's probably going to take you a couple days to get there because of Canada, but you know. And we have on the phone with us because he's out in the mountains hiding from who knows where or what. FBI. FBI, maybe. <laughs> David Fowler, he is joining us because... Marriage. <laughs> Marriage is what brings us together today. But before we get to David... <laughs> how, how am I going to go into an ad read after that? Is your smartphone a tool in the service of Christ? It better be. Or a minefield of distractions and temptations, like that guy. With soul-killing seductions just a few taps away, our families and churches must embrace biblical accountability on our digital devices. Mm. Accountable to you. That's the word accountable. The number two in the word you makes transparency easy on all your family's devices by sharing app usage and detailed browsing history, including that incognito mode with your spouse, mm. parent, or chosen accountability partner. It's like someone's always there with you looking over your shoulder like Jesus. 
Accountable to You helps your family to proactively guard against temptation so you can live with integrity for God's glory. Learn more and try it for free at accountabletoyou.com forward slash FLF. That's accountable, then the number two, the word you.com slash FLF. Mm. Pastor, before you introduce David Fowler, I, I want to kind of catch everybody up to speed on the what we call the Disrespect for Marriage Act. That's right. Um, to me, this probably is one of the most amazing political plays I've seen run in a long, long time. And so really? tell me if I'm wrong. Really? Yes. So I'm trying to catch everybody up to speed. So if you remember, we had the overturning of Roe v. Wade yeah, with, the Dobbs. Hobbs, with the Dobbs decision. Yep. And then the, the Democrats saw Justice Clarence Thomas signal that Obergefell might be next. Yeah. And he signaled that bad signal out and the Democrats heard him and they got afraid and said, oh no, one of our sacraments might get taken away from us. Right. They went to go codify Obergefell and they got it passed in the House. Right. And they sat on it in the Senate. Yeah. And out of nowhere, after the midterms, they accumulate 12 Republicans yeah. to get it out of purgatory, political purgatory yeah. to now having a supermajority to vote on it to win, yeah, so to get this bill passed. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, they're like— This is like a, fl- a political flea flicker. Yeah. You know, and, and it didn't seem like anybody saw it coming. They waited till after the midterms. This is kind of, a, I mean, yeah, they were like you back want. behind the clubhouse. They did a pinky swear. Yeah. And they were like, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Well, so it's interesting. You know, and they got the 12 Republicans to do it that we didn't. I didn't think they were going to get any Republicans uh, at all. Uh, you don't know about Republicans then. I guess not. OK, so now you can. <laughs> all well, right. Well, especially some of those Republicans are used to be president of the. Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Oh, you saying oh, that, you're saying oh, that really? you're they're bring Baptist? That on the show? One, one of those. We're, we're, one of those. We're, no, we're done. We're, one of those Republicans. We, we, don't, we don't want to make the Baptist mad. Remember, Jared, we already did that, no. and it was last time you were on this show. <laughs> Knox is entirely responsible for that. I take responsibility for it. Stick by everything said. Hey, with us right now, as Knox just said, we're grateful to have David Fowler back on Cross Politic. He's the host of our very own God, Law, and Liberty podcast on the Fight, Laugh, Feast network, which you can catch, I think, regularly on the Fight, Laugh, Feast app. Uh, And he's president of Family Action Council of Tennessee, also known as FACT. He is the author of The Politics of Loving God. And his newest book is The Naked Court. I don't know if I want the court to be naked. Understanding and Resisting a Damnable United States Supreme Court. Um, David, thanks for coming back on Cross Politic. Oh, it's a, it's a blessing. And all I can say in response to the first part of that introduction is inconceivable. I don't think the word marriage means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> okay, David, but is this is this not one of the most brilliant political moves done in a long time, though? Yeah, it, it is. I'll tell you another little backstory. I spoke to a Republican senator I knew because I figured what they were doing was they were saying, look, we can't vote on this right before the elections. It could it could cause Democrats to lose some, some votes. Yeah. And, and so they're going to wait. And I was told, no, no, the reason they're putting it off is because they don't have the votes in the Senate. They're not going to get the votes in the Senate, and they don't want to put it up and fail because that would hurt Democrats. Huh. I think whoever was telling me the first story was probably not telling me the truth because they wanted – they didn't want people to realize Mitch McConnell and his buddies were, were going to find the votes and let them do it. But mm. anyway – 
That's that's what I was told by a United States senator. Wow. They didn't have the votes. They're not going to get the votes. So the Democrats don't want to look bad by putting it up and failing. And uh, so that's why they agreed to put it after the election. And, and I still think they put it after the election so the Democrats wouldn't 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 uh, wouldn't get hurt over it during the November ballot. But or, anyway, or the Republicans well, wouldn't get hurt over it over the November. Yeah, maybe so. Right, if they maybe. had the momentum, well, they had these twelve. You know, yeah, well, so. David, with these 12 Republicans, they now have all the votes they need to pass this bill by a simple majority. But you te- right. you texted us earlier saying that there was a bright side to all this? Um, sure. There, there's always a bright spot <laughs> in the kingdom of God. <laughs> and and uh, we just need to to understand what we actually say. We say, well, you can say what you want. Marriage, we know, is a man and a woman, and you can't, you can't change the definition of marriage. Well, if marriage is only the creation of a statute, well, of course you can. We can make it anything we want. But we have lost the moral imagination within the Christian community and Christian legal community that, well, absolutely, that's true. There was marriage before there were any governments or statutes or anything. And the government really has an obligation, a duty to acknowledge what is really true about the nature of men and women. And, and that's what we've been trying to push here in Tennessee with the Marital Contract Recording Act. So what, what we would propose is to say, well, fine, you just passed a bill that says every state, including the federal government, has to acknowledge how the state defines marriage as long as it's two people. And we say, well, great, because in Tennessee, we want to pass a bill that says we recognize that men and women marry at common law. They have a right to marry. They don't have to get a permission slip. They don't have to get a license. The government doesn't have to sanction it. It's what they do. And you just go down to the courthouse and file an affidavit that declares you're married. And if we ever need proof of it, well, you just show people your affidavit. So in essence, that bill acknowledges the reality we profess that you cannot abolish marriage by government statutes. You can, you can put 12 people in, in a relationship and permit it and call it marriage. But we want to say in Tennessee, no, yeah, but there's actually a form of marriage called man and woman defined exclusively in terms of man and woman, exhaustively in terms of man and woman. And now, federal government, you have to acknowledge that there is that kind of real marriage in this state. And by the way, California, you have to recognize that, too. And and I hope to just choke on the fact that we've now made it clear that there are faux marriages the government creates and defines, and there are real ones that existed apart from, independent, and before there was any government. And that's what we need to establish anyway. Right. And the reason we haven't established it is because we have no moral imagination that what we profess, that marriage is a real thing, well, okay, have the government just acknowledge it's a real thing. File an affidavit, and, and, and you've established that you are married. We can't prohibit you from doing that. And, and the beautiful part is six justices signed onto opinions back in June saying the Constitution is supposed to be interpreted according to the common law. Mm. Well, good. That's how we define marriage. All six of you are going to have a hard time now saying, um, well, actually, (laughs) um, 
come along and well uh, <laughs> you, uh you, yeah. you, you can't really define marriage according to common law now you can define uh property contracts by common law and employment contracts by common law and and actually contracts with your lawyer are common law but but you can't have that kind of common law contract so, yeah i so, dare you to say that so david it, are you saying that according so this legislation that you're pushing in tennessee um right to Two guys couldn't show up at the courthouse and get an affidavit to affirm their marriage? No, because there's no such thing at the common law. The common law was rooted in a biblical cosmology that had resident in it a biblical anthropology. And they said marriage just is a man and a woman. That's the name we gave to what this is. And... I, I once said on the Tennessee Senate floor, I said, we know there are certain things called circles and certain things called squares. And you can't draw square circles and you can't draw, uh, draw um, um, you know, uh, square circles and circular squares. Right. Uh-huh. And, and <laughs> uh-huh. Well, you took, common core, you took common core geometry and that's your problem. But anyway. You don't know how that circular square identifies, though. That's the problem. Oh man, but, <laughs> David, what do you say? How's, you, ten- how's Tennessee yeah. going to bear up under this the part of this uh, new act that basically seems to destroy the idea of the lesser magistrate? Um, one of the sections say that no person acting under color of state law may deny full yeah. faith and credit to any public act. So they're basically saying we're sending the attorney general after any anybody in a state that doesn't recognize gay marriage. How do you think Tennessee's going to hold up under that? Oh, you know, let's just be honest. The whole American church and legal association and every Christian organization, including every denomination, just bowed down after Obergefell and said we're okay with it. Mm. Now, all they've really done is codify what Obergefell already says. Now, it's, uh, it's terrible that Congress would actually do it, but we've been living this way for the last seven years, and I would submit that the law has had its pedagogical effect and helped teach people that well, mm. this must be okay. And Sodom and Gomorrah didn't happen in America, so uh, yeah, I guess marriage is created by government statutes. And 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 so mm. so they're not going to bear uh, you know, it very well. Yeah, they hadn't bored up yet. <laughs> yeah, what? what was- I mean, it, it, it's kind of like asking, "When's the spaghetti going to stand up after it's already been cooked?" It's too late. <laughs> What's the uh, Dang. given? Given that this act is now, you know, it's becoming law. We know we see where yeah. the we see where yeah. the playing field is going. What's the best right. tactical moves right now? Is it what? What would it take to repeal this? Is that a tactical move? What would it take for states to actually stand up and have a backbone and say we're not going to recognize? marriage or is there third or fourth options what's the most tactical moves we can make well uh, you know I'll, I'll be honest with this marital contract recording act the, the the gay community last year when they saw the bill filed now we're not changing our statutes the statutes in Tennessee still say you have to be a male and a female to get a license okay most states' statutes still say that. So most states and most state government officials have bowed down to the notion the Supreme Court can rewrite a state statute. Well, that's, that's one problem of ignorance that we've got to deal with. But, but the LGBT community saw that, well, if, 
if the government's obligated to acknowledge that there's a real thing independent of the government called marriage defined by man and woman, you have, in their own words, rendered Obergefell meaningless. Why? Because Obergefell rests on the proposition that marriage is created by government. Hmm. And they then said, it's easy to see what happens. Once this is upheld as constitutional and valid, then they repeal the statute and there's no way for us to marry. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, if, if states wanted to, they would just repeal their marriage license statutes and say to the Supreme Court, you have no authority to make my state government pass any law. That's a violation mm. of federalism and separation of powers and a separation of, of, of the dual sovereigns. Supreme Court can say you ought to pass this. There ought to be a moral obligation for you to pass it. And we say, ah, screw you. We're not going to pass it. <laughs> It's like, so, it's like so something if you just, yeah, Prophet Ezekiel probably said one time. <laughs> this one time. Yeah, I, in Hebrew. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. I forgot. I got two pastors on this call, so I apologize. No, you're fine. David. Grand you gotta, okay. You gotta, this is a rowdy show, isn't it? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, is you, this a rowdy show? I, I like the Prophet Ezekiel. Yeah. I often <laughs> get in trouble when I come on. I was, yeah. I was giving it a blessing, David. <laughs> David, what state do you think has the ability or has the, the gumption to even Uzba? say... Yeah, yeah, that's the word to say to the federal government, screw you. Because I'm going to tell you right now, my uh, person, as much as I want to, I like the play that you're running. I like what you're saying. I'm like, oh, yeah, OK. But I don't know anybody who's who's able to even stand in that position right now. All the Republicans left and gone to national politics. This is you're talking about. This is a ground local level uh, engagement uh, that has power. So I don't know how we're going to get this done. Yeah, I, I would say there are none, but, you know. <laughs> Thanks, David. You, you sent me a text this morning saying, hey, there's a bright side, and now you're saying good well, luck finding but, a state for the bright side. Well, that made me, David, let me ask this well, as a follow-up. Let me ask this as a follow-up because you got me interested. Who, yeah. who, who has the power? Like, who do we need to go hit? Like, who would be the guy in the state that doesn't recognize it? Huh. And suffers the wrath of the federal government. Like, what position is that, is that? The governor, or who is that? Who actually holds the keys? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a, a governor could. And in fact, I asked our governor. I said, "Would you just stop issuing these state certificates of marriage on the grounds that, um, well, if your ruling is correct, we don't even have a marriage statute, so I can't issue a certificate for something we have no law that oh. authorizes." And and the answer was no. But if enough governors said, um, you know, actually, we're going to take Obergefell and we're going to apply it. Thank you. And we're going to say, you said our laws were unenforceable. Well, isn't that awful? We just can't issue any more marriage licenses. So I guess all we can do is let men and women marry a common law and come down here and file an affidavit. <laughs> so now, if, if four and five and six state governors all were willing to do that, we'd have it in a heartbeat. Stop issuing licenses. The Supreme Court said our law is not valid. And, and we're just not going to pass a new license law. So we're just going to we're just going to do what David's doing. Uh, we're going to authorize the county clerk or whoever it is 
register of deeds or something, um, you know, you can receive an affidavit when a man and a woman show up down here and file it and says they're married. Okay, yes, that'll be their proof 30 years from now. That would be the end of that. Wow. You know, if you want me to jump on the DeSantis Youngkin ticket, I was going to say this. I'll vote for him right now that, if you go ahead and do it. That, Did you say DeSantis Youngkin? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? I think so. I um, I don't think it would be Kemp. I think it would be DeSantis Youngkin. Really, I think I think that that's the the people who got the most noise during the pandemic and at that time were DeSantis for what he did in Florida, and then Youngkin because of how he's turned on the social justice movement and critical race theory, well, and people feel that, safe that kind with of, that. Uh, that, that. That sort of like spoiled it for me, but okay. <laughs> I saw your face. I, I, I was like, sour. I was like, DeSantis. Ah, right, that, that, but yeah, but 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 never let my thought was DeSantis. If if he were to, I mean, he's been showing some backbone. He's been showing some chutzpah. Right. Let's, let's tell Dace to tell his buddy to see if to see if we can we can get this done. We'll work on this, David. I'm actually I want to. Well, what, what about the governor of Oklahoma? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he can do it in a heartbeat. Square that, inch. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's get him. Um, we also got get some friends in Oklahoma. Got some friends in South Dakota. Maybe they can put it's, some. You know, it's on. disappointing and sad that we hadn't even thought about Idaho. We already know no, that our governor is no, not even going to. No, oh not this, goodness. not this time around. But uh, David, I wanted to find out. But, but yeah, go ahead. But now, let me tell you what Idaho could do. Idaho, if they wanted to, could say, you know, our statutes are unenforceable, so we might as well repeal them, and we'll just replace them with the Marital Contract Recording Act. Mm-hmm. We just, we, I, I think we would. Well. If we could get a uh, a, a veto proof majority, we could do yep. it. But but that, but our governor would totally veto it because he doesn't he doesn't oh, want to go into he doesn't want to toe to yeah the federal that, with the feds. But we have an so, attorney general that would. Here's here's the here's here's the ray of hope in every state. What we're doing, saying I don't have the political will, I don't have the chutzpah among our supermajority Republican Christians in the state of Tennessee or Idaho or wherever it is to just say, fine, um, we don't have a valid license law. Might as well repeal it. We'll pass the Merrill Contract Act. Just pass the Merrill Contract Act. You've yeah. at least started now the discussion right. that, oh, yeah, marriage doesn't really come from the government. Right. right. Why, well, why are we even doing it this way? Right. Uh, well, because, you know, um, we thought it was fine and, until the Supreme Court got stupid. Yeah. And, and you know, ahead, I remember specifically Fred Thompson telling me before he died when he was running for president, well, we don't need to pass a federal marriage amendment because uh, no, nobody's ever going to do that, you know. And, uh, <laughs> right. And, Just like Joe and, Biden. And, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> yeah. And, and then if the court does, well, at that time, we'll propose a constitutional amendment. Yeah. Well, you know, I just didn't have the kaputs uh, to – to say, yeah, this is coming. Let's see it. Let's do it. Right. But but here's the here's the other thing. Now I listened to this podcast called Knox Unplugged. It's really good. Uh. And 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 you know, by the time we have to pass a law to define what marriage is, we've already lost something significant. Right. And and that's why the Christian community, I hate to be so damning, so to speak, in the Christian legal community, couldn't see that. Well, wait a minute. If you think marriage comes from a statute, you're just all wrong, and we'll prove it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I, w- I went to a meeting in October after the Obergefell decision in Washington, D.C., with leading state national groups all there to talk about what are we going to do about Obergefell. And I thought, great, somebody's been giving this some thought. We'll, we'll, let's get down and get this done. 
And it all turned on protecting religious liberty. Mm. Not one thought was given to how do we how do we respond to the repudiation of the entire cosmology, soteriology, and eschatology mm. resident in Obergefell that says we are autonomous monads who have the right to define and express our identity. There's nothing left of the of of the Bible if that's true. Right. Right. You don't even have a shared human nature that Christ could take on for us to be saved because everybody gets to pick their own. <laughs> oh, you're not going to give him the organ? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> David, on that, uh, on that note, I see this section of yeah. the act where it says uh, this has no impact on religious liberty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy of course it doesn't we've, yeah. built, we've, we've, we've moved god out of the cosmos so how can it affect religious liberty right exactly mm. exactly so i'm wondering in your world how many christians are of the sort that would say okay guys if you're going to do that just give us this little slice like get put go ahead and put this little section in there so that we can compromise on it uh versus how many are with you just saying this whole thing is abominable and it's got to go well, let's put it this way. I tried to get a whole bunch of pastors to, to sue, to to have the courts in Tennessee declare that, well, I guess after Obergefell, we don't have a valid law. I found 11. <laughs> wow. I found one county commissioner, and it was interesting. In his deposition, when they said, did you talk to other county commissioners who could, you know, they're authorized to marry people, right? So he had a right to sue and say, hey, do we even get valid licenses anymore? And he was asked, did you talk to other commissioners about doing it? And he said, yeah. Did you talk to other people? Yeah. He said, and this is what he said. I thought there were more people that cared about marriage than that. Mm. Wow. Now, now, I will tell you, I also had a pastor of a fine, upstanding, evangelical, Bible-believing denomination when I proposed that, that we recognize that marriage existed common law. He said, well, I don't like common law. It's too loosey-goosey. <laughs> and I thought, well, then you're warring against God because the common law is essentially man's efforts to understand God's universe and express that. Uh, that's what common law is. Right. Right. I mean, the church is so lost, yeah. utterly lost right. in applying what it professes yeah. that we have, as 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 Jason uh, far, uh, as Farley says, we, we have no more moral imagination about the cosmos or how to do anything. Yeah. Everything is now strictly a matter of positive human-made law, which is why everybody's wringing their hands and lamenting and condemning is because I guess we're stuck with this because, you know, marriage comes from the government and the government's done it. But, hey, God is a sovereign and he's good and we'll just wait it out. When what we should be doing is saying, oh, my gosh, we need to repent. Yes, right. That we have brought into this notion that man's law does not rest upon nor need it conform to the laws of the God who has ordered his whole cosmos according to law. Man. And everything is defined according to law. Mm. You know, trees (laughs) don't grow unless they He's grow preaching. according to law. He's preaching. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Glory! Mm. You know, now that uh, mm. n- now that we're 
we, we were sort of depressed, and then, and then he started <laughs> preaching on us. We need, I, before we're done, I've got to take a moment to talk about the Fight Laugh Feast club membership. And, and here's the thing. By, by joining the Fight Laugh Feast army, you're actually joining the army of reality. Okay, we're we're Preach it. we're we're in we're with the trees, Preach, preach up. and we're with the stars, and we're with gravity. Come on now, and we're with David Fowler. Um, we we we, we, we live in the world that God made, the world in which Jesus rose from the dead, the world in which marriage is a man and a woman, and that's all it will ever be. Come on now, world without end. Hey. And um and you know what? You'll also get access to a bunch of content placed in our club well, portal. That's some good stuff. That's some and good some stuff. past shows, um, all our conference talks, and of course, you also get discounts to all our conferences. So please join the club. And those of you that have already joined, we thank you very, very much. Go to fightlaughfeast.com today and sign up now. Hey David, I got one last question I want to ask you. I we were talking yeah. about this since the midterms, and it sounds like, and I could be wrong, it sounds like that we need to look at this particular decision as a way to attack in the same way that Roe v. Wade fell and it put the decision back to the states. We can look at this and say there's a state play that we can run, and we should run that play, but we need to do it by pulling ourselves away from this kind of national form of engagement and getting very, 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 very local. I feel like um, the great prophet Kenny Rogers is right when he says you got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away and you got to know when to run. And so I think that we need to come back, run back to our families, churches, counties, sheriffs, run back to there because that's the place where we can really get things yeah. done at and, and say, OK, our county commissioner does control the yeah. marital, marital contracts. Maybe we, maybe we get county, a county at least, yeah. to say, hey, in our county, um, you know, this is how we do marriage. This is, yeah, we this do is, common law marriage here in this county. Yeah. Because uh, we believe yeah. in squares and circles and gravity do you think and trees. That's a, that, that's a better strategy right now is getting back local and working from there back out instead of the other way around. Do you think that... Well, yeah. so let me give you this strategy. Now, I talked to several... Christian county clerks in Tennessee, too. And I said, just stop issuing marriage licenses. In fact, I have an affidavit from, from, a, from a professor at, the, at Notre Dame Law School, taught constitutional law there 24 years, still teaching. And he said, you know, a, a, a county clerk can continue to issue licenses to a man and a woman. But as soon as a gay couple shows up and wants a license, Considering the law and what the Supreme Court said, he should probably stop issuing any licenses because he doesn't have a law that authorizes the, the issuance of licenses to two men and two women. Yeah. And he only has a law that says a man and a woman, but that's supposedly not enforceable. So I don't know what to do. So I'm going to stop issuing marriage licenses, period. Yeah. To everybody. Mm. Now, if that began to happen in four and five and six and seven and eight counties, I'll bet you the legislatures in those counties would say, yeah, you're just crazy. And I said, no, you just need to go out and pass the marital contract recording act so I can receive an affidavit <laughs> from hey. the man and the woman that, that, that allows them to establish they're married. 
because I'm not issuing any marriage licenses until you guys in the Idaho legislature pass a statute that defines marriage as any two people. Now, y'all go up there and do that, and that'll be just fine because we'll get rid of all of y'all next time. Mm. <laughs> you know, when people start to <laughs> preach and you got to play organs like this yeah. for preachers in the charismatic church so they know when to stop, David's one of those kind of preachers. I uh, know, I know. You got to play the, the organ so he's he knows. Ready for the offering. He's ready for the offering. <laughs> David, you know what I would hope? I would hope that they, everybody would say, well, since we can't get a marriage license from the state anymore, why don't we grab our Bibles and sign our names in front of it and make covenant in front of each other, in front of the church? And then that is now how we start doing marriage. Marriage returns yeah. back to the church is that process. So, but whether or not I yeah. like that strategy. So this is your organ, David. I'm going to tell everybody to go and listen to your show on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network because otherwise I'll let you talk again when you're going to start preaching. Yeah. <laughs> all, all right. All right. <laughs> Malik. 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 <laughs> appreciate you, brother. If you're single, get married. Hey, if you're appreciate married, y'all. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This organ is insightful. I love it. Putting off writing that proposal again? Yeah, we've been there. Proposal writing can be tough. It takes work. And if you're not careful, you can set up your company for failure. Well, that's where we come in. Smart Pricing Table is an innovative application that focuses on, well, the pricing table. Instead of a static document and constant back and forth, our platform creates interactive proposals that empower your prospects. Not sure if something is needed? Make it optional. Have complicated services that vary? Let your customer do the work with line item upsells. Have reoccurring services? Easy peasy. With Smart Pricing Table, you can create attractive proposals quickly. And our system is built for reuse, so you can get out of that hamster wheel. Give your customers choice and close deals quickly with Smart Pricing Table. Mom always told me to be a good boy, but the world said I could be anything I wanted to be, which is great, because I want to be a problem. No, I won't dive into sex, drugs, or gender confusion. To the world, that would make me a good little boy. I will learn formal logic and adhere firmly to the concept of objective truth. I will commit myself absolutely to the authority of the Word of God and make friends with Augustine, Luther, Calvin, Chesterton, Lewis, and the U.S. Constitution. I hope to grow up and love only one woman, a woman at least as clear-thinking and rebellious in this world as I will be, who knows where true beauty lies and who will never let me stop striving to be the biggest problem I can be. I will give my life for hers and aim to have a family large enough to require specialty automobiles. We will worship in a church unashamed of the gospel and live in a community of families doing the same. I will work myself to the bone providing for my family and I will make sure my kids all fall in love with Narnia and Middle Earth, that they will all know how to think, that evolution will make them giggle, and rainbows will make them think of Noah and his archiarchy. Like I said, I will be a problem immune to all that is hip and trendy and now. Singing songs that are centuries old, savoring good wine and great whiskey, dancing and laughing and feasting while the enemies of God scowl and glower in shelter and place. Hello boy, the world says, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a metastasizing cancer of conservative Christian culture, devouring Marx's impotent progressive dream and building a resurrected western world. 
I want to be a stomper of stupid sandcastles, an exposer of poisonous lies. I want my life to be a monument to the Triune Creator God who made us all. The kind of monument you and yours will never be able to tear down. Oh, and farm. Thanks for asking. New St. Andrews College. Liberal Arts for Outlaws.